Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Serving Aces. I'm Alexander Stevenson, and I'm here with my co-host, Oog Leverrier, a.k.a. Oogie. Welcome, Oogie. Hey, welcome, Alexandra. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. It's great to be here. We're back on our Sunday night of podcasting. It is still Australian Open. We're still got it going on. It's day nine. But I just have to say, we just watched Kansas City Chiefs beat the Bills. Huge, huge Big game. football game, huh? Wow. Amazing. Friends were texting me during the game towards the end as well. Really close game. The Chiefs went through. Pat Mahomes, like we talked about a podcast a couple of days ago, super leader with, with DJ Madlings. You know, we talked about that. So super leader, and uh, that's that's the quality right there. So he's getting his team through final next week for uh, the conference. So it's going to be super exciting game to see them battle the Ravens. It's yeah, Mahomes played a solid, clean game on the road. Very impressive. They came together as a team, and they won. But I have to get into it because, you know, Oogie, the fashion hasn't been that exciting at the Australian Open. I always like to talk about fashion, and yep. I haven't brought in, brought it up in any podcast because I'm just not feeling it, right? You're right. Yeah, no, it's, it's nothing like, big okay. there. Like just, Andreva's yeah. little yellow outfit was cute. Mm -hmm. Coco Goff's yellow outfit is cool. Little crop top skirt. Nothing exciting to write home about. However, Ms. Taylor Swift is changing the look of going to a Kansas City Chiefs football game every time she shows up, Oogie. What did she wear tonight? I mean, all right. So I gotta, I gotta give you the whole information on this outfit. All right. So. She picked this retro-styled varsity jacket from this label called Gant, G-A-N-T. It's like kind of off book, and it's cool because Travis Kelsey dresses. He actually has a little more fashion than Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift, like, you know, she has good fashion, but she's not avant-garde. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey kind of goes for the offbeat labels. Well, I think he's rubbing off on her because 
she picked this company that she's worn a couple times, but it's by this um, artist who's a musician and an artist named Kylo Kish. And it's called the Blank Canvas Project Collaboration with Gant, the designer. Mm. And she did this varsity style jacket and her inspiration was varsity style sports she grew up in florida at a, i um she she looked to ivy leagues for inspiration you know mm-hmm. when varsity jackets were in style when i was in high school I, I couldn't wait to get my varsity jacket did you guys have those in canada uh in english canada yes but in here in quebec in the french por- french portion of canada we don't really actually have that but Uh, oh, in, in in university we do, but in high yeah. school we don't because there's less. School. Yeah. Okay, less but sports. but like Toronto and Vancouver, oh, yeah. they had it. It's huge, and okay. in university we have it as well. You know, we have the colors of the university, the, the sport. Colors. It's written on it. Uh, I coached a, a university team, so I had Labradier in my back oh, with okay. the so the Falcon on the heart. And we yep. won actually, so it was super huge, big team. Oh, I love it! I love it. Was it. Well, awesome. I have my I have my La Jolla Country Day varsity jacket, nice go Tory blue, and all my all my patches. Well, anyway, Taylor Swift showed up today in this. It's like this cream colored varsity jacket with two stars on it, and the back says "Somewhere in the USA." It is so cool. And the week before that, she wore this coat by this puffer customized with Travis Kelsey's number on it, number 87. Mm-hmm. And it was by an NFL's um, 49ers wife, Kristen Jerstack. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it wrong. Anyway, she designed it, and Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift both wore the jackets. So see, Taylor Swift is even working with other teams to get fashion going. That's so important. I just, I just think it's so fun that she's bringing a fun look because – When you go to Amer- an American football game as a girl or a woman, mm-hmm. you dress like, okay, cool jeans, cool sweater, maybe a hat and a scarf. Like, you want to look cool. Yeah. I remember when I went, I always wanted to look cool. So Taylor Swift is bringing the cool look into football. There you go. She's yeah. blending in perfectly. Yeah, I love it. Now, on the tennis side, the outfits aren't so cool, but I have to say, the wags... You do, you do know what wags are, right? Yeah. Okay, so the wags of tennis, it's a football term in England. Uh, Victoria Beckham is probably the most famous wag, right, when she was dating David Beckham. Yeah. So the wags of uh, tennis right now are Frances Tiafo's girlfriend mm-hmm. and Taylor Fritz's girlfriend, and they're yeah. both Instagram influencers. Oh, and I have sure. to say, Morgan... Taylor Fritz's girlfriend, they bring their looks. I mean, they go full out. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been following it. And Ian is Francis Tiafo's girlfriend. And it's she's so funny. She played um, in Challengers. I actually played her one time and Francis was watching. Oh, wow. <laughs> she, she was a good player. I mean, she wasn't anything amazing. And she knew her lane. Like, she went to play college and then went right on the tour with Francis and was like, I'm going to be a fashion influencer and make more than trying to play on the WTA tour. Smart there, move, Ian. There you have it. She's, and how, she's gorgeous. How was your match with her? Oh, I think I beat her like 0-1. And it was, in Granby, it was in Granby, Canada. Oh, close by, a couple hours yeah, away. Yeah, but lovely girl. I like her a lot. Yeah, she Those great. two ladies bring their fashion, and it's impressive because going to a tennis tournament 
to bring that kind of look every single day and sitting in the box and like full hair and makeup. I mean, when I commentate for ESPN, I have makeup people. Yeah. They're doing it themselves in their hotel room. So you got to give them full props. So they're winning the fashion game for me at the Australian Open, Morgan and I am, even though Francis is now out. So it's just Morgan. Yeah, and Morgan actually, she was wearing a super nice red dress yesterday yeah. when Taylor won. And yeah. she actually challenged him to a Vegemite, like, full scoop, you know? She, because well, if he wins, like, that challenge, and then on the, on, yeah. in the aftermatch, like, the, the interview, he had to do it. Yeah, it was so, so funny. funny. But he said he wasn't going to do it. So she said... She said, if you win your match, I'll eat a whole jar of Vegemite. Oh. And then the guy was like, okay, Taylor, are you going to help her out? And he was like, no, absolutely not. So <laughs> look on Instagram Live. Maybe she'll do that challenge coming up. You, you've ever tried that, the Vegemite? Yes, of course. I love Australia. I love all their food. Vegemite is not my favorite. But if look, you got to do it right. You got to toast the bread. Okay. You got to put some butter. And then you put a thin layer of Vegemite. The thing with Americans is that we make the mistake of coming over and they just like slather it on like jam. Mm. No, no, no. You can't do that with Vegemite. You got to <laughs> do a thin layer and then it's like an acquired taste and you could get used to it. And, and for our listeners, what is exactly Vegemite? I mean, because we've seen it at so, the Aussie Open, but what is it? Yeah. Tell us. It, it has yeast in it, and I think it has wheat, so I really can't eat anymore because I'm gluten-free. Yeah. But it's like salt, yeast, wheat, and like minerals. And it's, it's the equivalent of Marmite in England. So hmm. Marmite and Vegemite are very similar. And yep. they made them back in the old days for nutritional elements for people hmm. that couldn't afford a lot of food. And then it's like, it's just like a national thing, just like Marmite is in England. Mm -hmm. Fun, fun facts there, Oogie, huh? There you go. That's awesome. Thank you. I yeah. love that information so, right there. There you go. Taylor Swift is winning the fashion of the moment with her sporty outfits. And then I got to give it to Morgan. Uh, everybody else on the court. Yeah, the, it's okay. Nobody's really standing out to me. Yeah. So, well, maybe Sabalenko's dress and the shoes. I kind of like that. The red, you know, it's like yeah, it sticks it out all a little right. bit. Yeah, it's all right. But yeah. compared to the other ones, which is like sort of fade a little bit, then I like that. Yeah, I mean, usually in Australia, you think Australian summer, it's going to be fun. You're going to see some cool outfits. Yeah, I'm going to give it like a B minus this year. Okay, but you're right because I think they've got two things. They've got Australian Open and the U.S. Open. I think those two periods, those two big tournaments. If you have a, you know, Lacoste, Nike, Adidas, and yeah. all these big companies, I think they sort of thrive to those two things because they're apart six months and they kind of have those, those collections going on. You have the Aussie Open collection and you have the U.S. Mm -hmm. Open collection. But you're right. Something is, is not fully out there, you know. And Francis yeah. TFO was like more of, you know, Australian colors a little bit, sort of the, the yellow and green a little bit. But those colors, they're great. Well, but and... And compared to last year's outfit, where he made a huge splash, this mm. year's was totally muted. So maybe that's why he went that route. But he needs to step up his outfit game. Yeah. Bring bring something fun like he did last year. So hopefully Nike will be listening. And then you always have the beautiful Wimbledon whites, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Always, that always looks good. But yeah, you're right. Australian Open, usually it's some fun stuff. And then 
U.S. Open because it's New York, New York Fashion Week. You get you get a little more fashion going on. Exactly. So yeah. All right, Oogie. We see so, that. Yeah. Off, off of the fashion notes. Let's get mm-hmm. into some tennis. It's day nine. We've got players in the quarterfinals already, and we've got players finishing up their fourth rounds. All right, so let's review a little bit. I just watched Diana Yastremska take out Azarenka 7664. She's yep. the qualifier. So this is her third going into her third week. Very impressive. I know how that feels going into a third week. Her interview, she actually Casey Del Aqua came out and interviewed her and she's like, Well, I'm a little tired. So no tomorrow doubt. I think I'm gonna rest and not play tennis. I was like, smart decision. Go to the beach, enjoy something. Yeah, yeah, you're for sure. You get a massage, like chill out. You don't. You played enough tennis, and she's got a tough one coming up, so she's got to be ready for that. But oh, yeah. the way she's been handling the whole draw, look, she took off Rondrusova in the first round, mm-hmm. and the Wimbledon champion from last year, and you could see right away her power and her game was coming together. I've always liked her. I hit with her a couple years ago, while back in France, I played this tournament in a small city in France mm-hmm. and we were practicing together and, and it was so funny. My mom was there and she we had just flown in and she needed tea desperately and she didn't have any euros because we hadn't gotten our money for mm. euros yet. Yeah. And they didn't. T- it was a small club and they didn't take credit cards. And so Diana's mom she didn't even know my mom was my mom. She just walked over and she was like, oh, here you go. And she gave her some euros, like the nicest lady. And so that's how I first met her mom, who's in the box. And she's just, they're they're both very nice. And I know they've had their struggles. I'm not going to go into it because all kudos to her to get through qualifying into the quarterfinals of the Australian Open. Mm -hmm. Her past doesn't need to be mentioned. She served her time. And what she's gone through with Ukraine and just the last couple of years, it's been really tough on her. So it's mm-hmm. nice to see her happy and playing great tennis. Great. I mean, she's in quarterfinals. She's going to face Noskova, who took out Sviantec. So mm-hmm. great, you know, great timing for her. You know, she's playing great right now. She's facing somebody who's not seated. So, yeah, she could have, you know, a real chance to go to her semis. You know, if you know, Noskova is feeling the moment is big, maybe she's not playing as well as she did against Sviantec. So maybe... Great things for her to coming, you know, to get to the semis. It's going to be an interesting lineup because uh, Iga Svantec said against Noskova, she felt her serve was as big as Rybakina's and Sabalenka's. Wow. That's That's a big statement right there. I mean, those two women are the biggest servers right now on tour. On tour, yeah. And Noskova, she's 19. She's Czech. She's strong. She's 5'10". So she has a big serve. She has a great backhand down the line. And mm-hmm. she, she just kind of put Iga on her back foot the se- second and third sets. You could see it, and she really bothered her. And mm-hmm. we know when Iga plays, if she's on her back foot and she can't get back into the point, she gets real flustered and upset. That's right. She does. So, yeah, yeah, all props to her. You know, she was very aggressive in her match, and she deserved that win. So it's good news. Yeah, so those two ladies are in the quarterfinals. Uh, let's go in a little bit. Coco Goff, just br- easy breezy, getting yep. through to the quarters. No fuss, Real. no muss, right? Really easy match for her. So, I mean, she's cruising. She's you know, nothing there. But, you know, against Freck, who's, you know, from Austria, had big moments, big win before. But then that moment she wasn't ready and 
one and two really easy yeah, win for Goff, and, and that's good for yeah. her. And Freck didn't really have anything to hurt Coco with. Uh, exactly. Sabalenka playing Anna Samova. Mm -hmm. Same thing there. Again, two. yeah. Who wins? Amanda yep. didn't have anything to hurt Sabalenka. Sabalenka just does everything better. Kind of similar version of playing, but Sabalenka is obviously serves better, moves better, hits better, as has a little more variety at times, and easy two sets. Mm -hmm. So, exactly. look. Look, I've got one pick plus Goff on the outside. Those are my two picks left. It's so funny, Oogie, when you make your picks in the beginning of the tournament, it can either go really well or you're like, what happened? And in Australia, you always know you're probably not going to make the right picks. Mm -hmm. You might, but there's going to be a lot of upsets because it's the beginning of the year. Exactly. It's It's been a full month of people either chilling or training hard and then there's no tournaments so it really is a new season so people they don't understand that it really is a new season so it's like beginning of the the nba season or the nfl or the nhl it's the beginning of the season so you can't expect everybody who's seated to play their best and win so there's going to be upsets all over the place mm -hmm. and whoever goes through then you know that's what happens so yeah and it's I agree. It's also who can weather the environment. And a lot of um, players have been having this gastrointestinal gastrointestinal illness going mm -hmm. through. Carlos Alcarez isn't, hasn't been feeling his best. Novak Djokovic said he wasn't feeling his best. Pagula yep. went down. So maybe a lot of the players at the United Cup, even Sviantek said she didn't really feel right. So maybe the United Cup was a super spreader of something. It you could happen, know. Right? You never know. And then you've got, you know, you got Sinner out of nowhere, cruising, winning his matches. Yep. He was in Italy training, obviously somewhere else than we've seen because we talked about it. He was, he didn't play any events yeah, before. Yeah, we were like, where was Sinner? Exactly. He, he just comes in guns a-blazing, right? Virus-free. There we go. He's A coming in. And he's just winning easily. He's won against yeah, Kachanov so today. Three sets, you know, yeah. straight sets win against a huge opponent. So... He's feeling it, and it was my pick before the tournament, so I kind of like that. I know. Oogie, I was going to say, your pick on the men's side, it's a good pick because I watched that match. Hatchinoff, big hitter, right? Yeah. Sinner just kind of took him out every chance when Hatchinoff needed to hold a serve at, like, five all or, or a moment. Mm -hmm. Sinner just dismantled him. So his movement, his defensive skills, his mixing it up with the drop shot, and then both sides the forehand we know is a weapon but that backhand is now becoming a weapon as well and the serve change he's mm. he's looking pretty good oogie i like that i like the change because even though you're you're great you're top five in the world you still need to improve that's what of nadal course. did that's what djokovic has changed his game a little bit and all these guys they're making changes to make sure that they want to stay on top and you know stay there and separate themselves from you know the top tw the, the last 20 people and 30 people behind them yep. um so i like that center you know a little couple of changes there makes yeah, it better center's so got a center's got a good one he's got rublev next who took out d Menor 6-0 in the fifth set oh, i know yeah. there were some grumblings with d Menor's team and fans rublev went and took a bathroom break had something, had a drink, and then came out like super energetic. Yeah, he had like super Gatorade and super. What's going on there? Yes. It kind of reminds me. Remember when Djokovic at the US Open went, took a bathroom break, and then all of a sudden came out like amazing? You're right. I mean, exactly Ugi, what happened. Sometimes you just need a bathroom break. 
hmm, what happened? Is there any cameras in there so we can see what happened? Did he took a shower real quick, you know, just put some ice in his head or something? Yeah, or maybe just whatever concoction he has. He drank it all and then came out and was ready to go. (laughs) That's awesome. So another guy hitting clean through the ball, playing big tennis, Rublev. So Sinner Rublev, I'm going to give the edge to Sinner, but Rublev could, you know, make life tough. Yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe Rublev did like a little. He pulled out a, a Manarino. Like uh, Manarino said that you know in between Matt, you know when he's done, he big win and to settle his body down, he just takes a couple of shots of tequila. That's <laughs> yeah, what he, he said. Took some tequila. That's so funny. I mean, in between, you can't do that in between when you're about to step on the court again. But that's what Manarino said. You know, he just takes a couple of shots, real smooth, yeah. smooths his body down, chill out. So. And it's there's his, no calories in tequila, right? That's what Hollywood drinks now because it's not, it doesn't make you fat. <laughs> there you go. So he's got, he's so got that recipe. Choice, tequila. <laughs> All right. Cool, speaking right? of Mr. Manorino, double bagel. Oh, how tough was that on the, you know, everybody? I mean, you know, it was so, it was so, um, so upsetting to see that. I mean, 606063. Uh, almost, you know, avoided a triple bagel, which never happened. It would have been yeah. like once in a lifetime. But and, uh, and Djokovic even said, like the tension that was building up, he needed to release it. So he was like, "I'm just gonna lose a game." And it's so <laughs> funny because on the men's side, three out of five sets, right? That's kind of maybe you think, okay, I can lose a game here or there. On the women's side, two out of three. There's no way a woman is gonna be like, "Oh, I need to get rid of this game." There's no room. Yeah, right. Absolutely no chance. Yeah, for sure. It's Isn't totally different funny? mindset. The, yeah. yeah, totally different mindset on the women's. I don't know one woman that would be up like 6-0, 5-0, or 4-0 and be like, oh, I need to ease this tension. Let me give her a game. For sure. You guys want to win like 0-0 and, o and uh, yeah. get out of there. For and sure. The Met, and Djokovic is like, oh, I just needed to release it because he was so aware of the crowd and like he needed the pressure to pop. It's, a, so it's so he funny. He was okay with losing a couple games. It's hilarious. I mean, come on. He's like, was he friends with him or what's going on there? <laughs> it's just a different mindset, right? Yeah, you're right. Isn't that hilarious to think he's about? Like, and he's like, this is this ain't this ain't right. I can't win. Oh, oh, and oh. Yeah, lose exactly. Yeah, not on the women's side, Novak. That's not happening. That's right. So Manorino, look, we watched him play Shelton and give Shelton so much trouble. And we know lefty mm-hmm. to lefty is tough. But it really shows you that Ben Shelton is still developing and figuring out the game style. And it's not always 100%. And yeah. then it shows you the difference of where Novak Djokovic is in his game. And obviously the age and the maturity and just everything he's worked on throughout the years to be able to just manhandle Manorino. I mean, I watched that game, and let me tell you something. I think the big difference is that Djokovic is not afraid just to rally with him, make him come in, make him attack. He's defending, no problem. And then suddenly, boom, he's just put a big forehand in there. And, you know, it was different. Shelton was like, okay, I'm trying to attack. I'm trying to attack. I'm trying to attack. No, you can't do that against Manorino because he's just, he's, he notices it, and he's going to do the same thing that Djokovic did to him. He's going to mm-hmm. stand back a little bit more, get those ball back, make you hit a couple of mistakes. So it's a different way of uh, of playing. So maybe um, Shelton has to work on that. You know, he, he can't just impose his game all the time. Maybe sometimes he has to go, okay, 
maybe I can't impose my game as much. I'm just gonna deal with that, rally more, play a little defense a little bit, and 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 win a little bit easier. I think that's exactly that's the difference. exactly. And it also what what we talked about with DJ Madlings handling your emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Djokovic is a master at handling his emotions and the He's ups amazing. and downs, and and that's something I had to learn. And I wish I could have had more years on tour because I would have just gotten better and better at it. But when you're in your 19, 20, 21, those handling of emotions, it can be a total game changer and how you get your body temperature up or down or how you manage that. And how do you keep that high level going? And Djokovic has found the whatever formula it is, he's found it. He can get up, he can go neutral and Ben needs to find that. So lots of stuff for Ben to work on, but that it was an interesting contrast to watch Manorino play Shelton and then Djokovic play Manorino. I, I mean, you're totally right. You, you hit the bullseye right there with, with all your great comments right there. It's managing the moments, managing the energy in your, your thoughts and your feelings and what you're going through a match. It's so important to do it, but it takes experience, you know, yeah. to just be able to manage that better and better and against the opponent, you know, manage that as well. So you got all sorts of, of chemistry going through a match. You've got yourself, the opponent, the both of them together, and the flow of the match as well. You're winning, you're losing, what's going on tactically. So all that together, it's super interesting to see every match because it's always new. Every, and yeah, and you, exactly. you play the same two people that the very next day could be a totally different match because the first, the beginning of the match is going to be different. Somebody's going to take the lead, maybe not the same person. And mm-hmm. that's the flow of the match is going to be different. So that's why we, we love watching live tennis because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And nobody is going to be handed it. Right. And another thing, another player that needs to handle her emotions better. Andreva, right? Oof. Mandy Murray tweeted out like maybe a temper's good. I agree with Andy Murray. You know, let it out, but then you got to figure out how to get it back. Andreva did that when she was down five-one in that match against Paris. Mm-hmm. But then against Krychikova, she came up with a more experienced player, a bigger serve. She's won a major. She won yep. the French. She's won multiple majors and doubles. So you, I watched that, and Krejcikova kind of always looks like she might be out of it, <laughs> right? Yeah, but but she's not and because like, mentally she wanna. Yes. she's always there, but she yeah, kind of she's always there. I mean, lots like of it. unforced errors. Sometimes she makes these shots, and I'm like, why are you making? Like she misses these volleys, and I'm like, what the heck? You're but right. then she pulls it together with her serve. And just kind of her defensive, offensive plays. Mm-hmm. And in the end, Andreva got upset and didn't really recover in that second and third. And Krychikova kind of took over with her serve and, and controlling the center of the court. So, again, Andreva, great player to watch. It's going to be fun to see the next four years how she starts handling those emotions better. Exactly. All, all experience. To me, that match... All experience, the difference, definitely experience there. And uh, what did, what exactly did Murray tweet? What did he say? I think one of the commentators was talking about her behavior. And mm. I don't know who it was. And he, she, he was like, she shouldn't be getting mad at herself. And Andy Murray's like, have you ever thought that maybe getting mad at yourself helps? And a good he was point. like going after them. And, uh, and I guess somebody told Andreeva and she was like so excited. And he, he did have a point because we know Andy Murray. Andy oh, yeah. Murray's 
can be yelling at his box and then winning the fifth set, right? Screaming and he, all the time. He's he screaming knows all the time. how to handle it and yeah. uh, and temper it. Andreva hasn't figured that out yet. I feel like when she gets mad, it gets yeah. worse. And then, mm -hmm. then she comes back and then she gets better. So she's just got to find the right formula for her. And every player is individual and different. That's exactly true. And you're, that you said it. You have to know yourself to know exactly in every situation your reaction. Because let's let's face it. Sometimes when you're losing, um, okay, let's say you you lose and you keep going the same emotions and you. You have to do something about it because you have to mix things up. You have to shake it up. You know because and. You're not gonna break a racket or scream, and sometimes just come on, just you know a little bit yelling, and and then suddenly whoop, you're back in it. And so, I agree with that totally. Andy Murray and he's got so much experience, and that's the way that you know you have to deal with pressure. It has to come out somehow, but it has to come out has to come out like not breaking a racket or not getting warnings yeah, from the, right the umpire. Way, right? The, the right, right way. way, exactly. Gotta figure it out. Yeah. All right. And then, so one yeah. more match we're gonna go over the Taylor Fritz sits the pass match. Okay. Ooh. Now we know Taylor Fritz won Indian Wells a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Last year wasn't so great, and he's never beaten the top ten player in a Grand Slam. So this was a big win for him. Now wow. sits the pass. We also know has had his ups and downs, but he was starting to play better, and it was a battle the first two sets. 7-6 and then 7-5 sits the pass and then Fritz just ran away with it. His defense has gotten much better and I have to give it to Michael Russell because Michael Russell was like king of defense and Oh my fitness. gosh, I, I've played him in doubles and I mean in singles I saw him as well in the same draws and yeah. he was a bull. He was oh, just yeah. really tough right? to play. Just really grinding tough. everything, tough spin, didn't give big you calves, any big muscle. Just yep. he was out grinding you all the time. Yeah, and some of the shots, I was like watching Taylor Fritz. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're like six four, and you're running down these shots that you didn't do before. I've never seen him run this well, actually. And his legs look bigger. He mm. looks fitter, and you gotta be like Michael Russell is working. That formula of his team is working right now. That's great stuff because that's what he needed as well. Because we always felt like, you know, he, Fritz is sort of a fragile player. You know, physically he was yeah, he yeah. was able to play well, great very strokes. exactly, very talented. But at the same time, when it's it comes down to it in a very grinding match, you yeah, know that maybe mentally or physically we could break away. down. You know, yeah. exactly. So yeah, really nice to see. So I was uh, Eric Riley actually called me today and he was go he was talking about the Fritz match and he's like. I was sitting at Wimbledon last year and watching him, and his cross-court backhand is just brilliant. And he said, but the difference that I saw against Tsitsipas, and I was like, the down-the-line backhand. He's like, yes, because what Taylor did, he just dismantled him with his down-the-line backhand. And Tsitsipas, third third and fourth set, really didn't know what to – it just he was like coming in, and it just wasn't working. And the pop on his ball wasn't – it didn't affect Taylor as much. Mm -hmm. Like, Taylor had more raw power than Sitsipas. And then Sitsipas coming in the net, he, like, needs to figure out how to get in better if he's going to come in. The last point, Ugi, Sitsipas ran in and waved his hands up. And then Taylor hit a winner. And it was so funny because 
McEnroe was like, is that legal? <laughs> okay, he I don't would just, know. He would just like hit a volley and then sort of. Yeah. Yeah. He was to, like trying to make Taylor miss. And I don't even know if that's legal. I think I it is legal, but it, it is it is it's not like sportsmanship. That's not yeah, that's not correct. Yeah. But I think it's legal because he didn't say I anything. Bet. But you can't move. Yeah. But yeah. But it was just such a it's a possible weird. Move, I have to say <laughs> it is. <laughs> it was so funny. But Eric was right. I mean, it's good that uh, he called you up because he's right. I mean, the down line back in in today's game for especially for women uh, for men's because they they go around their back end a lot they run yeah. around hit forehands uh -huh. so you need that down the line back end because yep. if you run around too much then you get punished boom down the line yep yep, yep. and uh fritz was all over that so fun match everybody needs to check it out djokovic fritz i hope it's a fun match i hope taylor brings the game he brought against it's possible it's going to be a lot dif more difficult obviously mm -hmm. but I, i think taylor he's going to play to win he has nothing to lose right quarterfinals of a grand slam finally beat a top 10 player he's mm -hmm. got to bring his stuff against novak i'm still picking novak but maybe like novak in four Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> no back yeah, and forth, no back and definitely. Forth. But, you know, if he if he runs down all those balls and he gets into those rallies and suddenly he goes yeah, he down the no line. He can get back upset. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And you never know because in Grand Slams, you, hey, you have to win so many matches in a row, play great. Suddenly, there's always that, that performance, that match in a Grand Slam that you yeah. kind of go down just a little bit. So, you know, Djokovic has been so hot recently, the last match. So maybe the next one is going to be not as hot. So yeah, it's a good you, thing you for know. Fritz. So, I think it's a good timing for him. Yeah, it's a good match to watch beginning of the year, although Novak is undefeated, undefeated in Australia for so many weeks yeah. and years and matches. For a decade. But hey, <laughs> yeah. Fritz has nothing to lose. All right, exactly. we got to talk a little bit about Mr. Carlitos Ooh. Alcarez. He's been sneaking through. I know he hasn't been feeling his best, but he's been making his way through. He mm -hmm. plays Ketsmanovic. Interesting player. Yep. Thoughts, Good match there. I mean, um, Carlitos will probably win three sets because, yeah, Kikmanovic had a great match the last one. But, yeah, I mean, against Carlitos, he's, I think it's going to be a different, uh, different one. And, and Carlos is going to feel like, okay, this, this, this match, I'm going to step it up a little bit more. You yeah. know, you've got Cruz into those first rounds, okay Time matches. Step it up. I think he's going to step it up because second week, You want to step it up to make sure that you're really fit and ready mentally for those big matches coming up. So, yep. yeah, I think he's going to win in three. And uh, we're going to see the big Carlitos coming yeah. up. It's going to be, be awesome. We, look, right now we've got Medvedev playing Borges, a former mm -hmm. Mississippi State player. I know you've played Mississippi State. Louisiana played them. Yeah, we played them. And they've always been, like, so talented. That, that university has been, like, they always draft, like, French people and Europeans and really good players super talented and uh yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be grind because they've always so talented so yeah borges is really nice but yeah we see the other player yeah, go I through mean, he's already lost the first set so i'm gonna give it to medvedev but hey it's the first time a portuguese player has gotten to the fourth round of australian open um yep. i'm pretty sure on that on the men's side so borges he came up through the challengers he's built up now he's top 100 might be going into top 60 so good mm -hmm. on him really well done yep. and then we've got Zverev and Nori coming up oh that's going to be a good match so yeah we'll see about that Nori had a big win last one 
Uh, but yeah, he's, he's very, very going, going through. You've got Kazo against Hercash right now going on. It's four all first set. Uh, yeah, 40, the 15. French wild card. Yeah, he's playing great stuff. I mean, it, this guy's impressive. So uh, yeah, a lot of good, you know, a lot of good stuff. You've got the yeah, seeds player, and then suddenly Kazo's, you got Kazo's not that big, Oogie. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think he's five ten or five eleven. Yeah. So what do you think about his game? He's got a big serve for a guy that small. Uh, you know, he's he's confident. He's playing his game. Doesn't say. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Much on the court, which I really like. You know, he's not like, he's confident. You feel it. You feel he's confident, but mm-hmm. he doesn't impose anything, doesn't trash talk or anything. So he had yeah, great, great win so far in that tournament for him. And he's, it's a breakthrough tournament for him because we haven't seen this guy, you know. We've seen yeah. other Frenchmen, but this one, we've never seen him. So uh, I'm happy to, happy to see him. You know, he looks like a good guy, and uh, we'll be seeing more of him this year for sure. Yeah, and her catch, look, he's making his way through. We haven't talked much about him either. So Herbie Hercatch right. playing hey. well. Of course, great backhand, big guy, forehand, sometimes breaks down. So we'll see about that if he, you know, he's got this flat, you know, sort of almost continental grip and it's Eastern grip, but almost, it looks mm-hmm. kind of weird, like through the, through the forehands we see today in these days. And so he's kind of odd forehand a little bit. And then his backhand is really nice and smooth. He's got a big serve, uh, super nice guy. He's like, you know, when he wins, he's like, cool. Cool, cool cookie about there. You know, Poland, super proud of him and, you know, Sviantek. So those two guys. Yeah, yeah so lo- lots of good matches to watch. And tomorrow, even better. And look, next weekend, we've got finals of Australian Open and the championships, NFC, AFC games. It's a big sports weekend again. Uh, Oogie, I have to say, the 49ers last night, they, they got through. Um, 
I texted you about that interception by Greenlaw, how he dove for the ball, and then yep. he was like running around, and everybody was like, "Stay down!" Yeah. <laughs> and they were freaking out, and it was that a rainstorm. Yeah. Everything we had that uh, look. I had heavy rain today in Southern Cal. They had the rain up there last night. It came down here, but I did get three lessons, and I I cleaned off the court, and we got it in. But how about those? the defense like saving some teams today and yesterday for sure i mean defense in in the playoffs i mean defense wins championships that's that's been the motto in every team sports i think i mean in football you see that all the time basketball if you can stop the opponent scoring all the time then you get to score as well the nhl same thing so many teams has won you know just by playing great defense the boston bruins even then the jersey devils uh you know they sort of play the trap a little bit and so you know you block the center of the ice you get that puck back he gets you know dump it in there yeah go for and, it, so. and who's yeah. the master right now on the atp tour of defense to offense man djokovic alcaraz these guys are unbelievable yeah so, but yeah. look at djokovic how many grand slams has he won so many 24 i mean it's amazing <laughs> That's, that's that's all he, because of I mean his offense, but his defense is just it's so hard to defeat. You have to go through the guy like Sinner did at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. so, so rough. It's it is so rough. interesting how what you just said in all sports, especially right now, we're watching in football and then tennis. You can kind of like correlate them that it's really important. And when you, the, the important thing though as a power player on the court obviously you don't have a team for both sides right so you got to play both sides and that's mm -hmm. what's hard to develop defense and offense and one thing that coco goff has is really good defense mm -hmm. with she has offense she's become more powerful look at her legs she's built her legs up and brad gilbert is using her defense to get her game more developed but then he's adding in that extra element of power and look next couple of years as she pulls it together and connects them it mm -hmm. could be really entertaining i don't see it yet i saw it at the us open with all defense the mm -hmm. power part i feel like is coming and i think brad gilbert has the plan to add more power in It, it could be an interesting combo. She can get it together. Uh, for sure. I mean, if we talk about Coco, I mean, her back end is great. She moves superbly well. Her serve is okay, but she needs that big forehand. For now, if she wants to hit the forehand, it just goes into the court and it's spinny and the opponent is there. Um, if she can hit through the ball a little bit flatter, you know, she would she would do damage because she moves well her back end is great and if she gets that big forehand she can stay with the same you know same grip just she just has to hit flatter on it yeah, if she exactly. goes through she just goes loopy like this under the ball it's gonna be with topspin it's not gonna go anywhere and the opponent has time to get there and because we saw it the match today and she was hitting volley swinging volley in the air but the opponent is there because it's not coming that fast so yeah, yeah. Uh, but if she can just crush those balls because there it, there are women with that grip and even men with that grip and they hit really hard flat yeah, look at Hatchinoff. look at yeah. i mean he hits hard he's even more high yeah but he hits higher but bigger yeah but he's he's able with that grip to super yeah he's able to go under it and just yeah. go through the ball like yeah. same level and if she 
If Coco would work on that, I'm sure she would be able to do it so she could spin it and she could also flat it. And that would be a huge asset for her and she would she would be able to come in because she has great volleys. Yeah. Uh, so she would be able to come in, ease your points, finish points at the net. She could really step it in and she could win more majors be because her forehand would be flatter uh, in those situations. So. Yeah, and look, she knows, look, right now on the women's source, she knows that she outruns everybody and then has some power on a great day every day. She plays smart. She's going to mm -hmm. win. Yeah. But then there's always the X factor, what happens. And we've seen in this tournament, seeds don't matter. I mean, obviously with Sabalenka and Goff, they have mattered because they've gone through this draw in two sets. But look at mm -hmm. the rest of the draw. Yep. It's like, it's crazy. All these girls can play tennis. They all have teams. They all have fitness. Oh, yeah. They all have the analytics. It's it's like they're traveling with a mini football team. If you say mini, mini, I mean, they're mm -hmm. going in the analytics. They're doing offense, defense. They've got their trainers. They've got their physios. We've got medics on the court just in case. It's like oh, yeah. a whole whole mini team going on. And that's why you're seeing so many seeds fall off in mm -hmm. Grand Slams or in tournaments. Different players win every week. And on the men's side, you're seeing the Sinner and Alcarez and Rublev and right now Fritz. But I wouldn't count him in that. But you're seeing they're, they're kind of moving ahead with Djokovic. Yeah. But there's some fun guys coming in. Ben Shelton. You got... Who, who did we just talk about? Um, a Demonor. I mean, he doesn't have the the power, but he has the speed. Mm -hmm. Then you got her catch. So it's Zverev on his okay. way back. So it's it's becoming entertaining where you can watch these matches and they're really fun. But then but then you get Sinner who like wins in three sets against Hatchinoff, and you're going, hmm, he's mm -hmm. really gone ahead the last couple months. He's stepped it up. You've always got those, yeah, a couple of those guys just stepping up a little bit more. You, you, like back then with Nadal, Federer, and then Djokovic. But you've always got somebody who's more hot than the other ones, like through those big tournaments. So for yeah. now, Sinner is the one who's really, really hot right now. But of course, Djokovic is always there. But um, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see this week how it, how it pays out. And uh, we can't, can't wait to talk about it next week. I think, yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay, so now since we're going in the quarters, we're almost there. We still got fourth rounds to finish, but mm -hmm. out of the fourth and quarter finals, I'm going to give you, we're at Sunday now going into the next week. Who are you picking to win on the men's side first? Still got to go are with, you, uh, are you going to go with center? Still got to go with him. My pick before the tournament. And it's, he's still my number one pick right now. Okay. Um, you know, had a little hesitation with Djokovic because he's been so dominant, especially Manorino, that press, you know, that, that performance was out of this world. I almost bageled him three bagels for him, for you, for breakfast. One, two, three, almost. But um, I think Sinner is really, really playing well. And he's beaten Djokovic at the end of the year. So he's got that momentum going, though. It's tough to have a momentum, momentum like a month after. But um, so for me, Sinner, what about you for men's side? You got? I mean, Djokovic? obviously, Djokovic is easy pick. I'm going to go with Medvedev. Good one. Yeah, I mean... The big octopus is still there, I'm huh? Still, I'm still gonna. St I'm gonna go with Medvedev, and I pick Zverev in there too early on. Mm -hmm. I still don't quite want to give up on him, but mm -hmm. I did pick Alcaraz to win it. That's right. So you got these three picks. Hey, 
yeah, I'm gonna still stick with my three. Let me uh, let me tell you in the quarterfinals. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We Is can, that fair? Yeah. That's that's fair enough. All right. Okay. Women's side. Who are you going to win it? Hmm. Well, Sabalenka was my yeah. Sabalenka is still my pick for sure. Okay. I mean, I, I thought Ribakino was gonna be was gonna be in the mix, but man, she, she lost that tough match for her, her best. Yeah. I think it's her best friend, right? I mean, it's tough for her to Classic beat her best friend. Classic tiebreaker, longest tiebreaker what, in Australian Open history. In I think in Grand Slam history, right? I mean, that's what it, that's what they said. Yeah. Uh, huge tiebreak. Um, I think it's one of her best friends, so it's always tough to beat your best friend, right? It's gonna be tough to just. You know, you, to, to win, you know, separate you, it. It's easier if you hate the opponent, you know, obviously, instead of really liking. If you look at the other side of the net, you're kind of like, okay, it's my best friend. So, yeah. um, you know, she was kind of smiling at the end, hugging her. And so I think they're, they're besties, but uh, uh, it's tough, tough loss for her. But uh, yeah, I can see right, so Sabalenka just winning. Sabalenka is going to win. Yep. All right. Well, I picked Sviantek Rybakina, and then I had Sabalenka. So. Those you have two to go. are gone to the wind. Yep. You're going to go with Coco Goff for sure. I got. I guess I'll go with Goff. You're picking Sabalenka. I'll go with Goff. Or should I go even crazier and pick Yastremska? Oh, that's a good pick. And Qualifier to win it, a la Radicanu. I've got, I've got uh, the, uh, the great Italian Paolini that actually I was going to pick as Dark Horse before the tournament Ooh. starts. Okay. But, uh, well, I've... I was too happy and too hype about Osaka coming back. because okay. So I picked Naomi Osaka. But I also had Paolini because I remember the match last year against uh, Leila Fernandez towards the end of the year. And mm -hmm. they played a great match to, against each other. And uh, Leila won that tournament. But uh, she played great. She hits hard. She's moving quick. She's smiling on the court. I like her attitude so much. Uh, so Paolini could go to the finals against maybe Sabalenka. Okay, that's a big pick, Oogie. Paolini. Mm -hmm. I'm not impressed with their serve. I would pick Noskova or Yastremska over that, but hey, you could prove me wrong. So, hey. okay, Paolini against Sabalenka. Sometimes on the WTA Tour, the serve does not mean too much. Yeah, you're right. So anything could happen. All right, so this is why it's fun to have picks. Okay, so um, we got to talk. Lions playing 49ers next weekend. Wow. Jared Goff, he's been through some adversity, got fired from the Rams, making his way in, making Detroit relevant. Amazing. Chiefs versus your Ravens, Oogie. Yeah. Got that. That's going to be a big game. The Chiefs at the at Baltimore. Oof. Big game. I mean, big I think game. Baltimore is going to win, but I'd like the Chiefs to, to go through because I like Pat Mahomes so much. He's such a great leader. We saw that again today. Um, I like the right, Chiefs so, so much. Who's, but, yeah. who's your pick for the Super Bowl then? Baltimore is going to go through. I mean, I'm, okay. my heart, Chiefs, but the head, the mind, you know, the, the intelligence goes. Yeah, it says the Ravens okay. because yeah. Lamar Jackson and his team is amazing. The receives are so good. Um, so Baltimore is going to be there. All right. And your Niners. Ooh, it's going to be the Niners and the Lions. The Niners have to go through there. Come on, they're going to be at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've that got these connections. That would be really sad if they lost at home. Seriously, to, against to Detroit. Detroit. Come on. You, Although Detroit's I like Jared Goff. I like yeah. Jared Goff. And I like the adversity redemption story he's had going on. Mm -hmm. and He's gotten yeah. back in. But, yeah, okay, so 49ers, Ravens. Mm -hmm. First seeds. They're going to go okay. through and they'll be in Vegas in a couple of weeks. Well, I, I'm going to pick 49ers, Chiefs, just to be opposite. Even That's I'm cool. just not going to pick Detroit. But good old Detroit, my quote of the podcast is, are you ready for it, Oogie? I am ready. Okay. In honor of Detroit and Motown, mm -hmm. 
a very good friend of mine that used to be a good friend loves tennis and i'm gonna give you this quote okay motown was about music for all people white and black blue and green cops and the robbers who said that um hey i have no idea i know well you didn't grow up in america so and also this is like from the Motown days, right? Okay, so Barry Gordy, he was the creator of Motown. I mean, Diana, he found Diana Ross, Jackson and the Five, like you could just go on and on. And he loves tennis. He has a tennis court at his house. I, his son plays Red Foo. He's a DJ, singer, and he plays tennis. Um, he came to my match one time in San Diego when San Diego had a tournament. I played Anna Kornikova and Anna Kornikova just wanted to kill me, and she had Howard, uh, Harold Solomon as her coach. And Harold okay. Solomon, a great player, mm -hmm. was very smart, right? And yep. strategy, a la Oogie, right? Well, Harold Solomon gave her the perfect game plan, and I just got killed. Oh. And Anna played really well. I think she got to the finals that year or something. And Barry came up to me, and, and this is like my second year on tour, mm -hmm. and before I met you. And mm -hmm. he said, look, you just need a better game plan and a coach to help you build your assets and your skills and you'll be right there. And he was so nice. And then he invited to me up to L.A. to Bel Air to hit on his tennis court. So wow. that's the quote of our podcast with a little story on the side. Love it. Yeah. Thanks, Ugi. All Amazing. right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. We covered day nine and we covered some football and some fun stories and fashion we're going to be on next week, next Friday, maybe semis and finals of the Australian Open mm -hmm. and also talking about NFC and AFC championships just a little bit because it keeps it fun. Add mm -hmm. in a little mix there. Oogie, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for joining me. This has been Serving Aces. I'm Alexander Stevenson, and we will see you next time. See you next time. At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love. Because you're the long-distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. 
Takeoff 15 discount not applicable to partner operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.